Welcome to a new edition of the Balaterals.org podcast, where we discuss the most recent developments around free trade agreements. Trade's relations to geopolitics has gone up and down throughout history, but it is safe to say that the two have always been connected. Free trade and investment agreements have always been used to advance corporate interests, but also state geopolitical and security interests. Today, this connection is far more obvious than it was a few years ago. For example, 20 years ago, the free trade area of the Americas was proposed by the US as a means to extend its influence across the whole continent. But it was defeated by social movements and the reluctance of some governments in the region. More recently, during the negotiations of the TTIP and CETA agreements, Former EU Trade Commissioner Malmström spoke of Europe and North America's declining influence on international economic rulemaking and the need to counter this trend through both FTAs. Now the Russian invasion of Ukraine, in addition to disrupting energy markets and supply chains for wheat, fertilizers and other, has brought a sense of urgency to energy security and geopolitics. The EU is now accelerating trade talks with Australia, Mexico or Chile, the latter of which possesses the largest lithium reserves in the world. As for the US, in its 2022 national security strategy, the government accuses China of reshaping the international world order, which is used to justify the US on imperialist aims, that is, the continued dominance of Western capital, and US-style market governance. The US's recent measures to restrict China's ability to import advanced computing chips and the push for the Indo-Pacific economic framework to contain China's influence in Asia are two examples of the strategy being carried out, which is reminiscent of similar strategies used during the Cold War. Last summer, the Ecuadorian government announced that it would seek a free trade agreement with China this year. Social movements slammed the news and took to the streets to protest against the agreement. Indigenous people said that Ecuador's FTAs with the US and EU have already hurt their agriculture, their work on the land, their ability to feed themselves, and therefore they would fight the FTA with China. Other groups condemned the move as well, saying that free trade agreements implied granting enormous guarantees to foreign investors, such as international arbitration. They added that investments from Chinese companies already enjoyed huge protections that translated into a renouncement of sovereignty and the subordination of fundamental rights. They say that the FTA would only make the situation worse. And China already has FTAs with other Latin American countries, including Chile, Peru, Costa Rica, and is currently negotiating with other countries like Nicaragua and Panama. Earlier this month, Balaterals.org leaked the demands of the UK in the intellectual property chapter of the FTA with India. Civil society organizations, including Doctors Without Borders, known as MSF, slammed this proposal MSF said that the leaked chapter contained harmful provisions 
that go beyond what is required by the international trade rules through the World Trade Organization's TRIPS agreement, NSF is concerned that these TRIPS Plus provisions could undermine India's robust pro-public health safeguards by requiring the country to change its national intellectual property and drug approval laws to introduce more monopolies on medicines. This could have detrimental effects on the sustainable production, registration and supply of affordable quality generic medicines from India, upon which millions of people around the world rely. The COP27 took place this month in Egypt. During the event, over 300 civil society organizations called on governments to remove the threat that investor state dispute settlement, known as ISDS, poses to the climate. The statement, which was signed by Balateros.org, stated that for many years, oil, gas, mining, extractives, and energy corporations have brought hundreds of ISDS cases against countries. It added that there was an increasing number of cases that directly challenged climate policy. Fossil fuel corporations are already suing over coal phase-out, the cancellation of tar sands oil pipeline, a ban on offshore oil drilling, and fracking regulation. And it is worth noting that energy and mining cases make up 42% of non-ISDS cases. In the meantime, the Australian government vowed to strip future free trade agreements of ISDS provisions and to water them down in existing deals. UNCTAD also published a report that suggested that reforming the international investment regime was critical to enable countries to address the challenges of climate change. And that's it for today. I'm Nicolas Roux, Balateros.org. More trade news coming up soon. And in the meantime, you can check out Balateros.org.